Hello and welcome to Tape Ops Discussion, where we call our friends and music community notables to chat about their favorite records. Enjoy. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Sarah. How are you? Doing good. How yeah. are you? I'm good. You know, lots to be happy about. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Welcome to Discussion. I'm Jeff Stanfield. And this week we have Sarah Jarose discussing James McMurtry's Too Long in the Wasteland. James McMurtry, Too Long in the Wasteland. Yeah. This is a record I hadn't had never heard, so it was uh, it was fun to give it a listen and and uh, try to listen to it from a perspective of uh, you know, why you may have sent it, but I'll ask you, why, why did you choose this one? This record has just been kind of, it's one of those records that I feel like it's just always been sort of present in my life. Um, even before I was paying attention to it. Um, I, I remember kind of my parents really loving it and it just was one of those records that was just kind of always on in the background as a kid growing up. And, um, you know, so I think something that I've been thinking about a lot recently, I feel, I feel like we talked about this, you know, in terms of the music that inspired the songs on my record is, is this when you kind of have like a full circle, almost like a two, two times experiencing music in different ways where the first time you kind of just hear it, um, in the background and you're not engaging with it firsthand, but it's still, you're still hearing it. And so it's still sort of making its way into your psyche and all that. And then, you know, maybe days or weeks or years go by before you hear it again and you kind of really engage with it and, and listen in and, and you, it's like this very full experience with it because you already heard it, the music's sort of in you, but now you're getting to kind of experience it for the first time again in this deeper way. And, and that's, that's kind of what this record has, has been for me. I mean, like, I, I feel very nostalgic about the actual music part of it, having heard so much of it as a kid and now as an adult to just, appreciate the lyrics so much. I mean, there's just, I've probably gained more lyric inspiration from this record maybe than any other record. I just, it's, it's like, I never get tired of, of pouring over these lyrics and, and just loving them. Yeah, it is. Uh, and I was going to ask you about that and listening to it. Um, that was my, um, that was my hunch was that this was, um, a big, influence on you lyrically because the stories are so evocative and um you know some of the sounds on it to me are you know they're slightly dated this huge snare drum sound on a lot of the tunes and that was my my initial first impression of listening to it was that I was kind of like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna get past that Mm. and on the third or fourth sort of listen to this record, I stopped hearing that, and I really just started listening to the stories. So yeah, that's not surprising to um, hear you say that, and I was going to um, you know, ask you about that. But you answered the question. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, like I th- that sort of relates to what you saying, you know, oh, it, it might, might some of the the drum tones and things like that might sound dated um, is kind of related to what I was saying. Like, I think because I heard it years ago, it actually doesn't register that way with me. So so I, I think about that a lot with music where, oh, if I was hearing this for the first time right now, what would my relationship to it be? You know, if this were my first impression as a 29 year old, not a not a nine year old, maybe I would have a similar feeling to you, you know, in terms of these are the first times I'm hearing these sounds. How is it registering? But I actually so maybe because I've just lived with it longer, I I don't it doesn't register with me in that in that dated way. Um, but I actually love the way it's recorded. And 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 like one one of the things that I, I love is like the drums are so present and just like up front in every song. But I've I find that it it they still never take away from the vocal for me. Like there's definitely um, recordings where I struggle when the drums are just like, especially that eighties. I mean, this was 89, so it was late eighties, but that eighties drum sound that just kind of like overtakes the whole track. And sometimes that, like the main time that that bothers me is when it gets in the way of the vocal. And, and for whatever reason, it never gets in the way of the vocal, um, on this record for me. And it just, it has this raw, like they're, they're like even though it's even though the drums are so present, I still feel like there's so much space within these songs somehow. Like there's just air and 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 the vocal is just still like the thing that you're that I am drawn to the most. Yeah, I think it's really interesting what you said about um, having these kind of records that you've heard in the background and are you know when you're young they just are sort of part of the fabric of your household when i was younger i was more focused on you know musicianship and and trying to be a you know good bass player a good guitar player and focusing less on the songs and i know mm-hmm. that you know and and then you know you sort of have to kind of unlearn a lot of that stuff and and to come back to a record like this where you're maybe just kind of caught off guard by the sound of it because of when it was recorded and really get mm-hmm. to the heart of why it's why it's a really valid artistic statement. Yeah, yeah. No, I I completely identify with that. And, you know, I, actually, I, I have a similar... I feel like I had a similar experience with actually John Prine recordings when I was young and, and you know like so much of the the depth of his music I feel like you have to sort of live some life um and have some years under your belt to to understand why it's so profound and you know like I remember being a kid a little kid and my parents sort of putting that on that music and just being like I don't get it <laughs> like I, I I just you know being like an eight, eight or nine year old and just saying I don't understand because I was like you just said, like oftentimes with um, at least for me, this was the way it was. I was more focused on the music and not the lyrics um, like that. The the musical instrumental side of it was kind of my way in. You know, I was obsessed with the mandolin before I was obsessed with writing lyrics. And so and yeah, I think I think it really is kind of just related to like living some life and sort of understanding these stories and understanding 
how hard it is to, to, you know, say so much with so little. Um, and, and that's what John Prine does. That's what James McMurtry does. And, um, I'm just in awe of it. Yeah. Any, uh, favorite or standout songs for you on this? It's really, I like before, before you called, I was actually going through and just like pulling up the lyrics to all. I mean, I, I, I know this record, like the back of my hand. I mean, it it really is, um, you know, top five, like favorites. And I I love it as a whole. Like, uh, you know, I, I have one of my strongest memories with this record is actually my, my parents and I, since I was a baby, um, you know, growing up in central Texas, we would, in the summers, they were teachers, so they had the summers off, and we would drive down to the Texas, to the Gulf Coast. And this record was often, like, the soundtrack to that drive. Um, and so I just, it's, there's especially, like, a, a sort of a, a stretch there between, you know, the hill country and the Gulf Coast, where it's just cotton fields for for miles and miles and miles. And I just when I listen to this record, that's what I'm seeing in my brain is that sort of stretch of of Texas. And um, I think it's Highway 123. Um, But yeah, it was it was hard. I was pulling up the lyrics and I was just like, it's it's tough to pick a favorite. I mean, my way in was actually the last song talking at the Texaco because that that song I actually do kind of vividly remember being a kid it's funny. Like there's so much humor in, in, in many of these songs, you know, in little kind of just like snide remarks almost that he kind of makes and talking at the Texaco, especially my family and I just always got a kick out of that song. Cause it, so much of it reminds us of like living in Wimberley, Texas and just the small town dynamics of, you know, the neighbors know what you did last night and, and like that sort of thing. Um, so that was sort of my way in. And I remember that was one of the first songs that I, I really kind of was like paying attention to the lyrics because I was like, Oh, this is sort of similar to my life. Hey, what you up to? I already know. I heard the boys talking at the Texaco. It's a small town. Know how you feel. It's a small town, the news travels Um, but then there's so many. I don't know. It's it's a perfect record. Like, um, what was the one I highlighted? Oh yeah, like in in the song "Shining Eyes." Um, there's the line: "Night clerk at the hotel won't give me the time of day. I can understand he's a busy man." <laughs> and that's just there's so many so many lines like that that um they're so simple but they're so like they're so deep and and humorous can't stay out of my way my clerk at the hotel won't give me the time of day i can understand he's a busy man you know i think as a musician I'm sort of always in awe of what I want to try to do, but what I feel like I can't do, or at least like can't do yet. And something that I've, I place a lot of importance on, on humor and, you know, lightness in my daily life, but I haven't really 
found a way to sort of insert it into my music. And I, I think it's a really difficult thing to do um, in, in a sort of classy, deep way. And um, that's definitely something that James does that I'm sort of always just um, enamored with. After several listens, I was kind of drawn to Poor Lost Soul and Angeline. Again, some, yeah. some songs that are kind of towards the back of the record. And I mean, I don't know if you hear this. I know you're a Tom Petty fan as well, but Poor Lost Soul and You Wreck Me by Tom Petty. Oh, yeah. Kindred, kindred spirits. <laughs> sister of Jesus, she drives an Oldsmobile. Says you ought to come visit. Says what you need is a home cooked meal. And she prays for your poor lost soul. I mean, really, it's it's hard to pick just one. I'm, I'm not from here, I think, is pretty brilliant. Um the 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 verse i'm not from here but people tell me it's not like it used to be they say i should have been here back about 10 years before i got ruined by folks like me i'm not from here but people tell me it's not like it used to be they say i should have been here back about 10 years before it got ruined by folks like me this record is is definitely one that I've I've sort of been like I it's even sort of impressed me how how much I I don't get tired of it <laughs> like you know I I I definitely consider myself even in this day and age of people are are very single focused and song song focused and playlist focused I'm I'm still an album listener to the core um, and, you know, I'll kind of generally my way of listening to music is I'll, I'll kind of zero in on on an album at any given time. And it's kind of, that'll be my album for a month to three months to six months and then I'll kind of move on. Um, and I, re- I like to just like dig deep that way um, and this one, you know, there, there's a there's a few others that that are like this. I mean, um, Sean Colvin's "A Few Small Repairs" comes to mind that I just always find something new, or I always, even if it's not finding something new, I'm always able to like. It, it's a comforting thing to be able to kind of slip into the life of the song and like inhabit that world for three minutes or whatever, and and it it it's not the world hasn't aged like the world of that song hasn't aged and it's um yeah I mean it's like a mini his songs especially are like mini novels in in that way where you just kind of get transported um into the story that he's telling slow train on the trestle going east cross the netches like the one I got off of a long time ago Outside of a little town Where I never meant to settle down Not knowing the seeds I would sow Thanks for listening. Discussion is created by Tape Op, the creative music recording magazine. Free subscriptions are available at tapeop.com along with our regular podcast and online content.